0: Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO.
1: Alright, good morning everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Monday... Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next two hours to talk sports with you. We appreciate you uh, tuning in here this morning. BMW Des Moines guest list shapes up like this at the bottom of the hour. Scott Dockerman, fingers crossed, uh, from The Athletic will join us. He was scheduled to. We'll see if he can... Uh, make that or not, uh, but that's the plan as of right now. 11.30, Scott Dockerman. 12.05, Bama Bob, Trent, and I will recap the weekend in college football. 12.30, Alec Bussey from CycloneAlert.com. He was in Waco to watch Iowa State uh, knock off Baylor over the weekend. A convincing win there, despite the play of the quarterback, which wasn't good. Uh, we'll get to that coming up here. Uh, and it was going to lead off the show, quite honestly. We were going to talk Iowa State because they played, Iowa didn't. However, there has been a uh, an abrupt change of pace here this morning as apparently the rumors are true uh, that Brian Ferentz has resigned. Uh, effective, this is the gray that's kind of still part of the equation. When is it? Uh, most are saying it is going to become effective at the end of the regular season. He will help with recruiting. Uh, but apparently there will be an announcement this afternoon. Um, fingers crossed it's in the next couple of hours, but <laughs> right. we can't have everything. We will see. So Brian Ferentz, Uh, Waited until they get back on the field. Kind of weird. If they're going to make it, why not do it last week Mm -hmm. when they were off? But here we are, and here we go, and your thoughts on the news. So a couple of
2: things, and again, these are rumors, and keep them as such. There is nothing, we are not reporting anything. These are all rumors from what we have heard. Yes, the speculation is, though, that it happened over the weekend, which that's tough to kind of swallow. What could come to a head over a weekend did he just watch college football and say, man, we suck? <laughs> I mean, what what could possibly happen with a bye week that would lead to it? But that's I've heard from a couple of different places that that is what is out there, that this is something that came to a head this weekend. Kirk Ferentz is not happy about it. He did not want Brian to resign, but that's where we are. He is going to continue through the end of the season. He will continue as the offensive coordinator and play caller mm-hmm. through the end of the season. That's what I have continued to hear. Which seems untenable, right?
1: It's different, Trent. It's um, it's it's certainly different. Um, you know what? I'm going to withhold judgment until we know all the particulars. That's absolutely fair. Now, uh, we like to speculate. Sure, that's what part of this is about, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. A lot of it's about is speculation. So. Um, Look, it was it was incredibly awkward each and every week. It's not going to get any better. You're you've got Deacon Hill as your quarterback, and there's nothing going to change. So we'll see where it goes. We'll see what this does to the program. Do they, you know, finally find some offense? I doubt it very much. Will we look back on uh, the Monday before the Northwestern game as a turning point in the season? Either way, I don't think so. But let's see it play
2: out. How it plays out. In the grand scheme of things, really won't matter. Look, if this galvanizes the team and they find a way to get to
1: Indianapolis, Mm -hmm. all right, there's a story there. Kind of like what the guy did in Ohio, the Cyclone found in Ohio, (laughs) turning that team around. (laughs) And I said it last week, and I'm not joking, he should be invited to the year-end banquet and uh, acknowledged. (laughs) Right. He should be. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because since then, this team has been completely different. And if that caused Matt
2: Campbell to look in the mirror or whatever, the team's been different. They have. You're exactly right. This uh, is something a long time coming. It never should have got to this point. No, no, no. no. And if it was anybody else but Brian Ferentz, if it wasn't Kirk's boy, Mm -hmm. this would not have played out in this fashion. After the decrepit offense the last couple of years... It never would have got
1: to this point. Nobody else would have been brought back. I remember when... uh, Kirk got a lot of power at the university. uh, And Gary Barta should have... I don't know. I mean, he worked for Gary. It should have been taken care of years ago. Any other program it would have been taken care of. Right. It's just... just And they were
2: together a long time. 17 years. Athletic director, head coach relationship. Mm -hmm. And... But we know how it is, right? You know, Daryl Wilson. I don't remember the story of... The few times that guys have been fired at Iowa as football coaches, mm-hmm. it was the uh, what Bobby Kennedy and the other guy yeah. down in Texas. They screwed up the yeah. Eno Benjamin thing. There was I forgot all about that. And that was one time, and you could see that one coming.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Was it Lester Herb that moved on to, or no, it was uh, Eric Johnson that moved on to open up Culver's?
1: Remember that one? Yes, I do. Yeah. Now the bench. Yes, I do remember.
2: And that. another one was Daryl Wilson, and Daryl Wilson was a linebacker coach. But he was also the special teams coordinator, and it was a part-time role. As before they made it a full-time role, and those special teams were awful. In Iowa, you couldn't afford that. And it was pretty easy. You make the move. That's what you do in football. This has been completely different for one reason. There's only one reason this was so difficult. Brian Ferentz. Yep. That's it. Yep. There's, you don't have to look further. There is nothing else. This, I continue to hear, well, oh, it's just Kirk's offense is going to be more of the same. No. Go back and watch a game under Ken O'Keefe. Mm-hmm. If you think that did this he is have a... better
1: skill players?
2: Kirk's, uh, Brian's had plenty of skill players. Guys had guys that wide receivers that played in the NFL. But not recently. Mer Smith Marsett was there three years ago. That's yeah. Brandon fair. Smith hung around the league mm-hmm. for three years. Mm-hmm. He's had NFL tight ends every single year. Yeah, he has that. That's for sure. He's had good running. And guys. he had this year too. It's not been a that all of a sudden Iowa skill position wise was not immensely better. Quarterback play sure but that also goes back to, well, who's running the offense. The passing scheme and is broken. And who's bringing the talent in to the The, the passing scheme is broken. There is nothing that can be done to fix it because he doesn't have a clue. He doesn't mm-hmm. know what they're trying to do in the passing game, and he hasn't. And he can't fix it because
1: he does not have the capability to do that because he doesn't have that background. So so let's take this one step further if indeed there is one more step. Um, what, what does If Kirk is, is, is disappointed or is pissed off, uh, as you lead, uh, as you believe he is, what does this do to him? Does he want to come back and not have Junior down the hall?
2: If Kirk wins ten games this year and goes on and wins a bowl game, he'll be over sixty percent win percentage,
1: and that makes him eligible for the College Football Hall
2: of Fame. Right, and he still could get in, but that is it would take some changing, some adjusting of the rules. In order for him to get in right. there, it's a and drive of
1: change. Yes. College football is about to have a significant change next year. With what, what is
2: changing, right. what is happening, it seems like the perfect jumping off point. Is it enough for Kirk to say,
1: I've had enough? You see him. He still seems engaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no doubt he is. <laughs> He's absolutely engaged. I agree with that. It's just, um, might this be the time? Might this be the time? If you right. just wonder. You just and wonder. It's been
2: out there for a long time. Uh-huh. A lot of people have pointed to that. It looked like coming into the year that they had a team to be successful, that this would be the perfect time to walk away. Or does he double down? Does he not want this to be the end of his legacy? I don't think Kirk's a big legacy guy. I think legacy for him would be being inducted in the College Football Hall of Fame. Right, yeah. I don't think that he... Like, what's he got left to do? Another Big Ten championship? Yeah. yeah so he better gonna do, do that. this in, year. Yeah, you going to do that in an 18-team <laughs> no, structure? No. Probably not. Get to the new college football playoff, finish no. in the top 12? No. No? I don't think so, no. Iowa? With an offense that's competent? <sighs> With, With the that's special Here comes teams USC play? and UCLA and
1: Washington and Oregon. Bring them. The waters get a little bit deeper, Trent Condon. Well, you don't play every one of them. No, I know you don't, but you're going to play some of them, and they're mm-hmm. all going to factor in the standings. was not going back to the playoff anytime soon. I will never see it in my career. Iowa can't go 10-2? No. I don't think they, they will. They can't go 10 2 with a better they offense. They can't go they to go 10 2 with this offense in the Big Ten West right. safety net? Right. And yes, they still get to play three of them. No, I think you're kidding yourself if you think that this team's going back to a playoff anytime soon. The fact that it's. Ex- where's Michigan going? Where's Ohio State going? Well, is probably not going to be there. Well, I, don't, I agree with that. I don't Penn think they can get over the hump. Well, they're still better than Iowa. Can he go 10 2? Who? Iowa in the new in the yeah give me a time frame in five years within
2: the next three no no way never no shot the offense can't get better
1: well of course it can get better it's, it's terrible right that's all i'm saying but i don't think that just because your offense gets better doesn't mean you're going to automatically qualify for the playoff there's no well, division. I, I didn't say automatic no i get it but you said in three years they're going to the playoff i didn't say thing- that that's not what i said listen I said, in the next three years, you said, can this team get back
2: to the can playoff? Can they go ten and two and get back to a playoff? Can they go ten and two? No, they can't go ten
1: and no, two. No, they're not going in ten. They're not going to win ten football with games. a better
2: offense, with an elite defense I and special teams. They yourself. can't go I ten and two. Think you're kidding yourself? They can't.
1: Uh, there's well, we'll that's see. What you, that's what you said.
2: They can't do it. I don't I mean, think that's, they'll that's go ten acidity. and two. Come, they can't. They can't go ten and two this year
1: with the Big Ten West.
2: Are you listening to yourself? Yes. Is Brian Ferentz going
1: to be there next year? But is it going to make that much difference? Yes. We'll see. I don't think they're going to win 10 games in the next three years. And that's where we started this. No? Did you not ask me that? Yeah. I said, can they? And to and shut I, that down.
2: Yes, and not, I will shut it down. To not even put... You asked me a question. I don't think they'll win 10 games in the next three years. I didn't say will. Can. Can they win 10... Can with an improved offense this team go 10-2 and, and you just shut it down? I think okay. you're kidding yourself to think that they will. I think this team is more likely to win six or seven games. Do they go out and get a Ryan Grubb? Do they go out and get a philosophy? Again, these are ifs. But to think that it's impossible, that's short-sighted. This program's done it before. Kirk has done this before. In the Big Ten West, they've done it before. No, no, before the Big Ten West can when they had to play ohio state and penn state and ohio state in a year they had a double digit win they went on the road and had to play at penn state and at ohio
1: state and at michigan state and i was season. on the air for all of them trent i remember them it, that happened <laughs> yes but right now you're telling me that this team is poised to get no, back to the I top didn't say, of the no, if they win my, no, but if don't they don't win 10 games trent they're going to be at the top of the big 10, ten aren't
2: they two. well probably finish third fourth
3: oh, there's going to be a team that's undefeated
2: there'll be another team that's 8 and 1 and they'll probably be 7-2. and two. Well, look at. I hope they do win 10
1: games. I hope you're right and I hope I'm wrong. I'm not, I am not be wrong. Sam, they're going to. I didn't say they were going okay, to. semantics. This is a stupid argument. Let's move on. Our show's better than this. It just is. Come on. They're not going to win 10 games in the next three years. I would bet my life on it. Your life on it. I would. if you could, If you could extend me 10 years, if I could take 10 years on either end of it, I would bet 10 that there's no way they're winning 10 games in the next three years. I, there's no way. I wouldn't bet on it either. But to see that, say that they can't, I just think is short-sighted. All right, all right, They're fine. doing it. Okay, good. I I got I can't wear the black and gold glasses. i got to see it right down the middle. And for me, I will be shocked if this team wins 10 games. Fair? Put it that way. I'll be shocked if this team wins 10 games in the next three years. With a competent offensive coordinator,
2: they can do it. Okay, we'll see. You buying stock? You're buying stock? I'm no, not. No, I don't know who the new hire's going to be. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if Kirk's going to be there. These are the laying out portion of this conversation. Right.
1: And the waters are about to get a whole lot deeper. Absolutely. There's the no Big doubt. Big Ten West is gone, and here come four, the, the four heavy heads from the Pac-12. Scared Washington right now? Better USC, quarterback. USA, UCLA. Way better quarterback. Way better quarterback. <laughs> yeah. All of them have a better quarterback. Every single team that's coming in has a better quarterback then Cade McNamara. With Cal.
2: Cal. They have no defense. Right. Is that going to change?
1: I don't know. I would think so. Iowa has no offense. Is that
2: going to change? They're still
1: going to win 11 games, 10 games, USC, with that bad offense. Eight and four? (laughs) Look at... I I don't want to talk about it anymore. I want to talk about Iowa State, because this is is a team that deserves the recognition and deserves a little bit of airtime. They do, absolutely. Because it's it's remarkable where this program has got to, uh, especially when you consider where it looked as though they were headed. There's no way this team was going to win four football games this year, and somehow, uh, before our very eyes, they are. Uh, Is it going to be easy to beat Kansas this week? No. It's absolutely not going to be easy to beat Kansas this week. Uh, BYU, look, you're still not bowl eligible, but my God, to be in the, at the beginning of November and in tied for first place in the Big 12,
2: who saw that coming? Nobody. You couldn't see that coming. With the losses that you have, start with losing your quarterback, losing a running back, and they had a stable of running backs, and they've been fine there. With an offensive line that looked for the first month of the season Terrible. more of the same. Credit to Ryan Clayton, to getting yes. this group. Yes. And throwing in a freshman into the mix yeah. and making them at the level that they are, you can't see something like that happening. Well, the fan base certainly didn't see something like this happening. We well, some, but but few, very right. few, right, very few, and they are. Cyclone Jerry was, you know, still this <laughs> yes. team's got a chance to win yeah. the Big Twelve, and he had it, and he did. but not many of his brethren did. No, it is one of the more remarkable mm-hmm. jobs in season yep. that we have seen yep. out of Matt Campbell and this staff, Nate Shieldhouse. Is becoming a hot commodity, a star in front of us again. Yep, from a team that put seven on the board at Ohio. Yes, food poisoning, sickness, Mm -hmm. whatever it was. Regardless, you put seven points up against Ohio, right? And to turn into this, where you're going out there and physically manhandling Mm -hmm. a Baylor team that's got some dudes themselves, yep,
1: and dominating that that freshman running back, Pendergrass, Mm -hmm. would have 35 my god, just.
2: Physically manhandling on both sides of the football, uh-huh. a Baylor team that has some dudes that won the conference two years ago. Yep. And though they've taken a step back, Dave Aranda still knows how to coach.
1: Right. And here's the here's the, here's the thing that's even more excited about. If you're a Cyclone fan, your quarterback this week stunk. Rocco Beck was awful. He His was terrible. Game since Ohio oh, since Ohio. Yeah, he was awful. Yeah. He left more throws on the field. Uh, the intentional grounding. What was oh, he yeah. thinking? What was he thinking? He missed a wide-open Wilson. He missed a uh, oh Higgins down the side yep. that was completely wide open, left two touchdowns on the field. And Matt Campbell, for God's sakes, at the end of the first half, take your profit and go into the locker room. Run clock, you get the ball to start the first half. It sounds like I'm ranting that they lost. <laughs> right. They won convincingly. This team, my God, from where they were to where they're at, an absolute remarkable turnaround. Hats off to Iowa State and maybe postseason eligibility Just takes as one soon more. as
2: this week. Just takes one more. If you would have told somebody going into November at any point in the summer oh, come on. that they'd be a game away from bowl eligibility, you'd have been laughed out of the room. You would have been. Just... I would have hung up on a caller that said that. Right, right. There is no way this team is getting there. And you couple it with, and you're going to start one and two in in non-conference. Right, right. No, Including the loss to Ohio. Right. And here they Mm -hmm. are. And they're doing it with the Matt Campbell formula, right? Mm -hmm. A quarterback that can make some plays. Wasn't great for him over the weekend, but a quarterback that can make some plays. A running game and that defense. The physicality that they play with and with a lot of young dudes themselves on that side of the football, it's exciting for this year. Getting to bowl eligibility, it's exciting for the future because all these guys are so young. And you can dare to dream a little bit here. <laughs> you beat Kansas uh, this weekend. I know. That BYU team is not good. Who's the best team in the Big 12? Texas. is Well, Texas is the most talented I think talented we'll find team. out this weekend. Kansas State might be the best team, That's though. who I think is the best team in the Big 12. Iowa State. Beats Kansas. Great environment on Saturday night. Yep. They go out to BYU. They get Sh- it done. Should win. Yes, absolutely. They'll be. I'll be probably a coin flip type of game. Mm-hmm, but should win. You go into the final two, controlling your own destiny. Yep. Where's Texas at mentally if say they do drop another game? Okay. <sighs> Coming up in chilly Ames on November 18th. No chance of the playoff maybe at this point no chance at the Big 12 title game. Mm-hmm. Where is that team? Sark has not exactly done a great job in his career mm-hmm. of pulling teams out of the doldrums. That's true. When things aren't going well. And all of a sudden you go into that final game against Kansas State, a win gets you in? Heck, tiebreakers. They might have it locked up.
1: <laughs> if, they're, if they're 7 and 1, Beat Texas. So Oklahoma's the, the the team. By the way, did the Big 12 just uh, uh, knock themselves out of the uh, college football playoff this weekend? Not
2: definitively. But surely. But it's the chances are slim. They're wobbling. Yes, absolutely. Because Texas obviously cannot afford another loss. No. Oklahoma cannot afford another loss. No. Now somebody has to be perfect. K State mm-hmm. is, I mentioned last week, the only two loss team I believe that has a path is LSU. I think yep. that's the only two loss team because it'd be a win this week against Where Alabama. Where
1: is the K State? Is it, is it in Austin? Is it K State at Texas? I think it is. It is, it is in
2: Austin, some. yeah. That's at 11 o'clock. That's the big noon kickoff. Oh, on Fox. is it? Yep. Okay. Big nooner for that one. If it plays out in that fashion, I mean, it's not crazy for this team to go into the last weekend of the regular season and maybe have a bid sewn up to the Big 12 title game. This team, <laughs> this team that we saw struggle. Had offensive numbers. If there wasn't a team on the east side of the state that Could, would be couldn't deplorable. Block me or you,
1: yeah. And here they are mm-hmm.
2: controlling that going into November. What a story,
1: yeah. What well, a coaching job, Neil. Their left tackle was just atrocious the first couple of games, mm-hmm. atrocious the first couple of games. He's been so much better. Running game is underway, throwing the ball all over the field. Again, Rocco Beck didn't play well, you know. And it's just look that it's a criticism of him, he can play better than that. He's, we've seen him play better than that.
2: Jaden Higgins is becoming the guy that he's, we thought we were going to see in yeah. September, right? Yeah. When he came in from Eastern Kentucky, and when just he had one the
1: catch next. the first two weeks or something like that.
2: Yeah, he had one against you and I. He did have eight against Iowa.
1: Oh, he did. Yep. Okay, so one the first week,
2: but then he had three against Ohio, had one catch against Oklahoma State, three against Okie State, one against TCU, in these last two weeks, six for one seventy-two at Cincy, five for seventy-four and a touchdown against Baylor. He's becoming the number because. Noel is, he's a little guy, right? He's, yeah. He's not who Iowa State is used to for that number one, that big, strong receiver. No, it's... it's Higgins is right. that too. Yeah, it's him. Yeah, you go back in the last decade uh-huh. of guys, and they've had that guy. Dean Butler, Alan Lazard, Xavier Hutchinson, yes, on and on. They've had that. Higgins can be that
1: guy, and it feels like he's starting to figure it out now yeah. at this level. Yeah, running away from this. Got the pieces. They do. They do. Cartavius Norton, good to see him finally get a payoff with a couple of touchdowns, including a long one. Uh, This guy's had a lot of injuries, and um, good to see that, uh, you know, he was able to find the end zone a couple of times, and the quarterback did not have his best game. That's what you got to be excited about, I think. Just the fact that, you know, Rocco Beck's got another level. We've seen that level at times. Uh, Jim, welcome to the show, Jim. How are you?
4: Oh, good. I just had a quick question for you guys. Is there any outside chance you guys think that that, uh, the Hawks could pull Kleiman out of there in Iowa City? Well,
1: that would be a pipe dream. Um, I I know that uh, that would certainly appease a lot of Hawkeye fans if they could get him. How old is he? Is he 60? I'm
2: not
4: sure he's quite. He's close to that. He's close to
1: this. So do you want to replace – and I hate to say this because I'm that age – but do you want to replace a 66-year-old Kirk Ferentz with a 60-year-old Chris Kleiman?
4: I would say five years ago, no, but I think the desperation
1: alone... Yeah, fair point. That look at. Yeah. But anyway, thanks, guys. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate the call. Well,
2: you're looking at both Kansas coaches, right? If Kurt does walk away, you're looking at both Leopold and Kleiman. Boy, the rumors
1: are hot. He's headed to Michigan State.
2: So Kleiman is 56. Oh, he's 56. Okay, 56. so he's not all right. Right. Leopold's got to... He is 60, isn't he? I think he is. Leopold is... Da, 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 59. So right on the precipice of that, that's where the conversation would start, though, wouldn't it?
1: The two Kansas coaches,
2: yeah, in the changing Big Ten, eight, SEC no. kind of separation.
1: I think, boy, you're going to have a lot of. There's going to be you're going to have a lot of guys to choose from. I mean, it's a Big Ten job. It's a Big Ten job. That's why I, I mean, I hate for this for Kansas fans. No, right. Yeah, right, yeah. You finally, you see finally, something. and you're and you're going to build a stadium. You're you're putting some money behind the program and. Ah, oh, you're gonna watch your coach that turned it around walk out the door. And to they the had S- the same thing happened 35 years ago with Glenn Mason. Yeah. He went to Minnesota yeah. of all places. Yeah, uh, Jeff, and then Brian. Then we'll get our break. We'll get Scott Dockerman in here. Hi, Jeff. Uh, how about those
0: Broncos uh, yesterday? Can uh,
1: you gotta love it? Uh, October the 29, 2023. We'll look back on this date, Jeff, as the t- as the a new era dawning in the AFC West. Ding dong. The Chiefs Ding dynasty Dong. is dead. Okay, wow, maybe that's a little go, over the
0: top. But... I'm not going to go that far, but let's move on. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Cyclones, I've been dead wrong. I've been on the radio for weeks, um, but here we go. Saturday night, six o'clock, e- big ESPN at night. There's no, there's no excuses. It, it's out there in front of them. Um, I hope, I hope Jack Trice is sold out. Um, oh, it's I hope be. the environment's great. Um, yeah. Ken. Usually I agree with you, and usually I'm kind of picking on Trent. But, Ken, you are dead wrong. Number one, check UCLA, check USC, check Washington. Their record has been, I don't know, above mediocre the last five, ten years. I get it, they get good recruits. Okay, I'll give you that. But you think USC, UCLA, they want to come to Kinnick or out to Penn State or those cold environments in October and December, and you think they're going to do well? I, I I think you are dead wrong. Now, did you just in, say December, November, in, or or November, October, whatever? You think they're used to those conditions? You think they're going to come into Kinnick and and just come out of there and just kick their butt? I don't see that. Okay, I can honestly see them going ten and two and making the playoff. I don't think they can win the Big Ten. Yeah, but I mean, I like, agree with like that. You too. talked about how many out of the SEC and the Big Ten? How many schools are coming out of those conferences? When we have a playoff, probably three, maybe two, four. two for sure. Yep. three most
2: years, and maybe a a year where next year, just for argument's sake, all right, Iowa goes. This is their road trips. So they're not beating Ohio State in Columbus. They go to Maryland, loss. They, they go they go to Michigan State, win. They go to Minnesota, payback with a competent offense. We'll
1: see. Yeah, toss up.
2: They go to UCLA. There'll be fifty thousand Iowa fans there.
1: Okay. Jim the, Kelly's on the other side of the field. Huge coaching edge. Go ahead. Home games. Illinois State. Iowa State.
2: Troy. Nebraska. Northwestern. And Washington.
1: I like what David Brown's doing. Or Braun. Braun, or Braun. Braun or Brown? Braun. 10-2 and two is not
2: that. Well, we'll see. They're not going to go 10-2 and two this year. No. Well, they're going to run the table. No. With this now no. lingering. That's Jeff, gonna be thanks tough. for the call. I appreciate it. We've got to move on.
1: Uh, Brian, how are you? Brian, welcome to the program. Hi, guys. How
3: you doing? Good, I'm good. Right. Yeah, I just uh, wanted to run something past you guys. I, I'm with you, Ken. I don't think an offensive coordinator makes that big a change, and we've seen the proof in the pudding over the years that there's a common denominator, and every offensive coordinator is the head coach. My suggestion would be you move Brian back to the O-line, you fire that O-line coach, yep. you tell you, – you hire a new offensive coordinator. You tell Kirk you keep your hands off the offense, and if you don't like it, here's the door. Because he needs to keep his hands off the offense. I think he's a big issue in it, and maybe you get, you have someone else to, uh, take over recruiting because that seems to be an issue too. It seems like like we're hearing all this great stuff of these people that get signed and then they come to the program. And it's far from what we hear on
1: the off season. Yeah.
3: Here's the
2: problem Thanks, with Brian. that.
1: Thanks, Brian. Appreciate the call.
2: And I, I've heard this a lot, and Brian's certainly not alone, of keeping him on. He's proven to be a good offensive line coach, tight end coach, keeping that him that on. That
1: was the original rumor from a couple of weeks ago, that that was going to be his... Uh, that's where he would land.
2: The apple of everybody's eye as an offensive coordinator right now is Ryan Grubb. He's an Iowa native. He's done an incredible job at Washington. He's been there. Uh, he... Has been all around the place, had prolific offenses wherever he has been. That's what people want. If you're Ryan Grubb and you get paid the three, four million that it's gonna take to get an offensive coordinator like that from Iowa, you come back home. Do you want Brian Ference hanging over your shoulder? No, do you, you want, want don't. the coach's kid on the staff, a guy that had his fingerprints but, all over things? It's toxic. It has to be you have to rip the band aid off. I don't disagree. If you're going with you. if this is going to play out. You cannot allow Brian to be here because any offensive coordinator worth his weight doesn't want mm-hmm. that there. Mm-hmm. They Fair. want the ability to do it their way. Yep. Now, will Kirk allow that? That's a different conversation.
1: Well, and the other part of the conversation is whoever takes this job, I mean, how long is Kirk going to
2: be there? Yes, absolutely. Now, is there some kind of succession plan? Would well, that be some? Is that... How you get Ryan Grubb. That, because cer- Ryan Grubb got a huge raise last year when right. a bunch of people were after him. That would certainly help your chances. Yes. Uh, out at Utah, Andy Ludwig. Notre Dame tried to get him as offensive coordinator, and he got a big raise. In order to get one of these top-flight offensive coordinators, Iowa can't pay $900,000 a year. You're going to have to pay mm-hmm. $3, 4000000 million to get just an offensive coordinator. Is Iowa willing to do that? That's another question we don't know.
1: We'll take a time out. Before we do that, though, it's time for another opportunity to claim some NIL money. Head to KXNO.com right now. The uh, keyword is cash. Cash at KXNO.com. Cash KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000 in cash. Cash KXNO.com. Scott Dockerman joins us next. Uh, more on the uh, developing situation, I guess we could call it, with the University of Iowa. The rumor that Brian Ferentz apparently is going to walk away and we're waiting for some kind of announcement. Um Apparently this afternoon so stand by for that we will of course uh, if there's anything uh, we'll break into whatever we're talking about if indeed there is news that there is uh, an official announcement from the University of back uh, with Scott another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for
2: what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help for your financial to do's Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals
1: on Des Moines Sports Station 106. Extend. Hi, Millary Condon. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Scott Dockerman from the Athletic. He joins us. Talk about what lies ahead in the news of this morning. Well, it might be news. Might at this point still be rumors, although. Certainly seems to be a lot of smoke, Scott Dockman. I assume that there's some fire somewhere. Uh, Good to speak with you, Scott. Uh, Can you tell us anything, Doc? Have you been able to learn anything official on the Brian Ferentz uh, apparently uh, resigning uh, his position as offensive coordinator at the University of Iowa?
4: Yeah, I can't give you specifics at this point uh, because I, I can't officially break news on anything other than the athletic, but... But, you know, I think we're all pointed in the same direction. Let's just put it that way. Uh, there are some specifics out there that we're I'm still trying to grasp before I can report this but um but everything that you guys have talked about this morning seems to be in in progress.
2: So the wheels are in motion here, mentioned earlier in the program that it sounds like if this plays out, we'll have an announcement this afternoon. Yeah, Brian would stay on board to the end of the season. Is that the rumblings that you're hearing, Doc, that this is not something that would be effective immediately? It'd be till the end of the year.
4: Yeah, right now it's – and, again, this is where I want to be careful because, you know, I do want to make sure there's clarity on everything. But, I mean, you know, all all of the rumors point to – him remaining on staff through the end of the season. Now is the end of the season the uh, the potentially the Big 10 championship or the bowl game that remains to be determined. Again, you know, I can't quite confirm any all of the the speculation on here but I'm pretty I'm pretty certain of of the fact that it's gonna he's gonna still be on staff through the end of the season.
1: Um, Doc, uh, I, I get I get you the relationship with the athletic, and that's where you break news. Absolutely understandable. Do you know, um, or can can you say that what what led to this? Was there a meeting with with Beth Getz? Did he sit down with uh, with Kirk? Do we do we know what what transpired this weekend to get to this point?
4: You know. Um, this I guess it's been more of a you know, a bunch of top a bunch of discussions over the last week or so and and it kinda came to a head the other day. Um and I you know, whether how much Beth was involved, how much it was just simply Brian Brian, you know, falling on the sword versus Kirk realizing that it's just a lost cause at this point. Um, you know, I can't really Back much of that up right now because I think everybody's waiting for it. To, 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 in order to give me specifics, they're waiting for it all to come out before they will. But anyway, that's uh, so what. What we're trying to get, is, we're all waiting for the inevitable here, right. and uh, and so we're dancing around this issue. But it's I would say that um, it's it's something that was inevitable and it's something that had to happen. For the fan base, it's something that had to happen for the Ferentz family, for Brian Ferenc. Um, because when you look at Brian, um, what he's been subjected to has been really rough, mm-hmm. and you know you wouldn't want, wish that on your worst enemy, let alone your firstborn son. And so I, I think at this point we're kind of, um, you know, now you know the big question is how does this impact the team going forward the next four games because they still are in a first place tie at the at the top of the the Big Ten West.
2: Speaking of rumblings and rumors, there was something out there last week that uh, was passed along that sounded like maybe Labus was getting a little bit more run in practice again. Just rumblings, nothing definitive behind that. Did you hear anything at all, or do you anticipate, regardless of what happens today on the coordinator position, that Deacon Hill will trot out there and it'll be his game unless something goes awry again on Saturday against Northwestern? <laughs>
4: I can't predict anything like that with Kirk and you know I, I mean I would have loved to have said that somebody else is going to be starting quarterback Yeah, you know Joey Labus or Marco Lanez or somebody like that anybody else should be quarterback at this point I mean you know you've got a quarterback who's you know 37 and 98 passing you know through you know that's that's not even good numbers for the 1940s let alone today and, and you know part of it's Been play calling. Part of it's been execution. A lot of it's been inaccuracy. Um, There's just not a lot that I think Deacon Hill brings to the table right now, and that needs to be changed. But we also know that Kirk Ferentz is the most stubborn person in America when it comes Mm -hmm. to changing quarterbacks. And and so, you know, my prediction. You know, I mean, we we went through this a lot last year, and heck, even there before with Spencer Petras and Alex Padilla, and you know, and whether or not Joey Labus is going to get on the field, you know, so. I, I would not want to make a prediction just simply because my views and the views of 99% of the people are probably run contrary to what Kirk Ferentz usually does at that position.
1: Doc, did, uh, I don't know what your weekend was like, uh, your bye weekend, if you just if you had an opportunity to watch football. And I guess where I'm going is the Northwestern. Bron's done a really nice job holding this team together. This isn't going to be the layup that I think mm-hmm. most thought it was going to be. You know, when um, – when, when it hit the fan with Fitz, etc. This team's playing with a bit of a pulse, and um, you know, I think they're going to give Iowa a, a, a pretty stern test on Saturday. Do you see Northwestern beat Maryland this weekend, Doc? Yeah,
4: I watched that game. That was one that I was really – I probably watched that one even more than Indiana-Penn State, which is going on concurrently. And I looked at Northwestern, and I thought, okay, this is a, this is a team that, you know, it does have a pulse that plays hard, that actually has – a few playmakers on offense. I like the way Brendan Sullivan plays a quarterback. And, and so this is not going to be the rollover that certainly we all expected three months ago when Pat Fitzgerald was, was shoved out. I mean, you know, they lost a lot of playmakers from last year, but here they are competing. And, um, you know, they, they scored three touchdowns to force Minnesota and overtime and then beat Minnesota in overtime. They just, you know, controlled the entire game against uh Maryland and, um you know they're four and four they've got they got opportunity to get to a bowl game so mm-hmm. and we know these iowa northwestern games have always been you know very competitive for the most part so i wouldn't you know and they're playing at wrigley field so they've got a lot to play for and I, I would expect this to be a very difficult game because we know iowa's so offensively challenged you can't expect anything other than a competitive
2: game other four remaining teams that iowa plays who's the best team that they'll play of these four
4: I look at Rutgers right now as the scariest team. You know, they, they're very physical on defense. They, they execute well on offense. Um, you know, they're six and two and you know, they're going to get drubbed this week by Ohio State, but, but really you look at them and it's really just very, um, you know, I mean, they're going to come with a purpose. And, you know, they want to, they got a lot to prove. And, and Greg Sciano a physical coach and likes to coach with that mindset. So I think they're going to be the most difficult, followed by, in my opinion, probably Nebraska on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then this week against Northwestern. But I look at them all pretty equally. I don't really look at any of them. Because of Iowa's offense, I don't look at them and yep. say, yeah, Iowa's going to be able to walk mm-hmm. through any of these games. I mean, defensively, they're going to hang. But offensively? You know that's uh, that's another problem, but we all know.
1: Have either of you guys taken a look at the ticket breakdown for this week? Is it going to be fifty-fifty Hawkeye fans, Cat fans, maybe more Iowa fans in the building? What do you think, Doc?
4: Uh, that's a good question. I, my guess is probably more Wildcat fans because okay. they get a, they get the opportunity to buy it. But I, I think there's going to be a, a sizable amount of Iowa fans. I, you know, I know I know there are some that have actually bought season tickets to the to the Wildcats just so they could go to this game and. Um, so I, I, my guess is it's probably two to one Northwestern, Iowa,
2: be a good contingent and excited to get there and decent weather. Actually, do you have a, is it going to be like the Bronx when you guys were out there for the pinstripe (laughs) bowl? Is it open air at Wrigley for uh, you media members? (laughs)
4: man you were getting into the weeds on stuff that i have not even thought about yet uh i hope to god it's not in like anything that did happen in the bronx for i went i went when iowa state played rutgers that one year to the bronx it was like it was like 48 and it it was it wasn't bad and it was sunny so it was chilly but that was about it but the one that iowa went to and played boston college was a nightmare that was that was the worst environment I've ever covered in football, for sure. And I have a metal plate in my hand, and it locked up, so I had Jesus. to go and write the rest of the game, and the, um, you know, in the, in the eating area. So, it
1: was,
4: yeah, it, it was something else. Uh,
1: safe to say, though, tomorrow's uh, media availability with uh, with Kirk is uh, the tenor. You know, instead of focusing on what changes were made during the during the yeah. bye week, is there going to be a different quarterback? Safe to say, Doc, that those questions would be at a minimum if we don't hear from Kirk today. That the that the uh, I guess the focus of the conversation will mostly s- center around uh, the offensive coordinator position.
4: Um, I, I would guess, yeah. I mean, that's probably. I mean, I, I think we need to ask about other things. There, are, there are other things that are important, but I mean, the majority of these questions, of course, are going to be about offensive coordinator. Everything we've talked about to get details, to get details about the future, the present, and all of that, so are going to be really important. So
1: we shall see. Scott Dockerman sounds like you've got a busy few days ahead of you. Thank <laughs> yes, Doc for absolutely. popping in. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you in Chicago. Thanks, Scott Dockerman.
4: Okay, thank you. Yeah,
1: good to talk to you. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic as he joins us for a few minutes in uh, anticipation, perhaps, of uh, a column coming. And good for Doc. I mean, he's got to look after Mm -hmm. where his bread's buttered, right? And that's at The Athletic. So uh, if indeed there is a little bit more to come, you'll find it at The Athletic. And Trent and I are both subscribers, so we're good. We're good. We'll get it. We'll
2: pass it along. As we get it along, you said that David Eicholt has published an article.
1: Yep, he did. He was the uh, first one that I've seen to go forward. Um, Kaker, you said that Kaker had Beth Getz this morning. Yes. Uh, and this was previously arranged, but the, I mean, he asked and she wasn't forthcoming, fair to say. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah. I, uh, yeah, I got the little, here it is. So, yeah, Tom had a previously uh, set interview, previously scheduled interview with Beth Getz. At the end, he asked her about the Brian Ference rumors. And she said while well, she appreciated the question, she had no comment at this time.
1: We shall see if this, if there is a time she's willing to comment on it.
2: So normally we'll get some kind of, hey, there's going to be a press conference later today. I get those emails. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you get those emails too. I have not seen anything that has come through. Yep. So how much lead time do you need? like, so? Because if this plays out, and there is Beth Getz is up there and Kirk Ferentz or whoever – However it plays out. Would it, it just, just be a, pre- a
1: release? That's Would it just be a press release? That's what I'm wondering. As opposed to a press yeah. conference
2: talking about it.
1: Because mm-hmm. they're scheduled to talk tomorrow. Do you go back right. to back days? Um, because you'd have to have at least two
2: hours of lead time, maybe even three. Say they put out at noon, we're going to have a three o'clock press conference. You know, something like that. Just speculating. But I think you're right. The more likely scenario, a release, just
1: a press release. Yeah. We'll talk tomorrow. Interesting. Uh, by the way, Iowa State's game time, uh, kick time against BYU on the road at BYU has been announced. Okay. The good news, Trent, ESPN. Oh, that's awesome. Back to back weeks. Huge. That's so much. 9-15 is the scheduled kickoff, but you Ooh. can bet your bottom dollar that bad boy will be 9-30 all day long. Right,
2: yeah. That thing's going to be pushed back.
1: Actual ball in the air, Nine yeah. thirty two. Uh, to begin on ESPN News. <laughs> right, uh, Are nine. you going to stay up? No,
2: I'll never see that. Get a um, pot of coffee?
1: First thing in the morning. First thing in the morning. Just back into it Sunday. So I'll see the second half without yeah. Twitter. And the, uh, I can't change now. I've gone too far. It's uh, almost 10 minutes before noon. If you missed it, I'm sure you could still use cash as the keyword in the noon hour. If you can't, or in the 11 o'clock hour, in the noon hour, we've got another one coming up. We'll come back. Maybe talk a little baseball. How about this World Series? It's been great really has. Arizona's very much alive during mm-hmm. content. Oh, baby. Glad I got that plus 155 ticket in my back pocket. I sold my Texas ticket. You did? Yep. You opted out. Yep. I think the better team's the Snakes. Wow. Took the profit. Miller and Condon back on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3.com. Now back to Miller and Condon
0: on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent.
1: Hi, Millery Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KX. You know. You know, let's uh, let's uh, spend a couple of minutes. Um the Kirk Cousins news yesterday. It's just oh, just man. terrible. This team was headed to the playoffs, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh this team might have been headed to the top of the division as far as give the Lions a run. Kirk Cousins, I think, was playing the best football I've ever seen him play. Uh 36 years of age, a uh, torn Achilles. This is a Unless you're Aaron Rodgers, a year mm-hmm. for most people. He's a free agent. His oh, contract man. is up. I hate to say it, but he thrown his last pass as a Viking. And what does this do to this year's team? You cannot go forward with that kid from BYU. No, no. Yeah. I mean, come on. Jaron
2: Hall, Hall is, is terrible.
1: I mean, yeah. he, I shouldn't say that. And by the way, what is O'Connell throwing the football for?
2: That decision. And a couple of decisions
1: late in the football uh, game. The thing salted away. Put them away. And they had to rely on the defense again a yeah. couple of times, and they, they answered the bell. But Cousins, so what is what, are the, what do the Vikings do? Because this is, a, in the NFC, a mm-hmm. team that's got a chance to get in.
2: Right now in the NFC, I believe they do have the final spot in the playoffs. They were yeah, they seven do. going yep. into
1: the weekend. Yeah,
2: Them and the Saints are both four and four. Now, you have to anticipate. Obviously, somebody will win the South between the Falcons and the Saints. Mm-hmm. To think that both those teams will be well enough to even get to nine and eight? Probably not likely. One will, they'll get to nine and eight, the yep. other one will fall off and go seven. And they and play ten. the Saints in two weeks. So with that being said, this is a very, very easy path to get into the playoffs. Have you seen the Vikings schedule coming Falcon, up?
1: Falcons, Saints, Broncos, Bears, Raiders, Bengals, Lions, Packers, Lions. There's a lot of wins. A lot of wins in there. Colt McCoy has a background.
2: Colt McCoy has been with what O'Connell three years, apparently. three years earlier in their careers, and I heard earlier, um in the it was in the afternoon window that apparently he had come in when Mullins hurt his back initially,, Okay, And they didn't sign him. They just decided we'll just go with Hall as the backup. but mm-hmm. he's already been in the building with the background that they have together. You think that picking up the playbook's not going to be difficult. But McCoy's bounced all over the place and been right. able to pick things up very quickly. Right,
1: I mean that's what you have to do, right? Yeah, it's too bad their bye week is so late. I mean, it would be great if it was like next week. Right. Or, yeah, uh, I think so. I don't. Th- is is there a is there a backup? Hey, Case Keenum, come on, Case Keenum. No. no, he's stealing a paycheck right now. What about going out and getting like a? <sighs> Florio floated Kyler Murray out there. Oh. That's a big ticket, though. You bring him in, and you're hooked thirty five million a year for four for the next four years. Four more years. Ooh, yeah. That's a little concerning. He's a little. Bit. But you don't have a quarterback, you, you, and you got to. And you're off not going to
2: tank. No, you're, you've come too far. You've got too many wins already. Financially, can you make that work? I I don't hate it. He was back practicing last week. Hmm. Yeah, it's cleared to practice. Arizona said that he still won't play this week, but he's certainly trending the right
1: direction. I don't. Jacoby Brissett? Mm. Who would you rather have, Colt McCoy or Brissett? Colt McCoy because he knows O'Connell's system.
2: Both are C-minuses. Yep. Maybe D-pluses. This but... was a
1: bad day for the Vikings, even though they beat the Packers. Yeah. This was, a, I would imagine, a very subdued locker room, right? And this team easily could be 6-2 and two right now. That Tampa loss. The Chargers loss. The lost. Chargers
2: loss. Those two. Mm-hmm.
1: Ooh. Hour two coming up next. Bama, Bob, Trent, and I will recap the weekend. Alec Bussey on Iowa State. Mr. Monday night still to come as well.